Welcome to the IVF Before and After podcast, where we will talk about the emotional roller coaster journey we are about to embark on. Tune in to a series of podcasts on stories and tips to help you feel you are not alone on your fertility or parenting journey. We will openly discuss success and failure. We will attempt to pick you up when you are down and celebrate when your head's in the clouds. Kay Dempsey is your host. You can't wait to get started finding your way through IVF and parenting journey. So good morning. Um, what can I say? Yesterday was a, a strange day because the children, the twins, went back to, to nursery, which was a good day because that meant that I could go on with all loads and loads of my work. But the strangest thing was when I was working away, it was a deadly silence in the house. Now let me take you back to what it was previously. In the house, all you could hear was me on the keyboard, click, 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 or the keyboards, turning bits of paper, probably huffing and puffing, because it was just taking so slow with internet connection. Hubby was working from home as well, and he's on the phone, and I think he must be deaf, because he just constantly shouts down the phone. But it comes across as that way. And then in the background you can hear the dogs barking, bark, 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 bark. But anything or anyone that passes by the window. And then you could hear the twins. Their laughter, their shouting, their arguments, their giggles. A toy being dropped, a toy getting pulled out of its bucket. A door getting slammed. You could hear their feet just running across the the wooden floor up the stairs. You can hear the pounding of them going up the stairs and pounding them back down. It's as if that nothing else mattered around the house other than the sound that they could make. But back to yesterday, the house was silent. It was only me that was in the house. There was no one else other than the dogs who just, I think, collapsed on the sofa of exhaustion. Of getting things tied to their tail. Of being chased around the room. They just lay there. To one extent, one of the dogs, Sandy, was completely silent. It's as if he was in a, a huff. Quite strange to say a dog was in a huff. But he was, he was in a huff. As if his pals had left him. And he wasn't really quite sure what was happening. Like, where were they? Where are they? Are they there? Are they not there? But I just couldn't get away with how silent the house was. 
As I was working away, the only noise I could hear was the fan from the laptop. Just that noise going round and round all the time. So at one part I actually stopped and I went and got a coffee made and all I could hear myself was my own footsteps walking across the the wooden floor going into the stone floor and clicking on the the kettle and just hearing the kettle buzzing or bubbling away until it clicked off and that was it telling me that the light was now white and it was ready to go I'm just pouring in my hot water into my really, I like my coffee, black black, really strong coffee. But it just seemed so, nothing seemed right. And I wandered around the house and looked at the living room and Annabelle, the dolly, was lying on a chair. There was a wee wooden toolbox lying on the floor. Wee hammers and screwdrivers just scattered. The bottles of juice were just lying around the water. Just lying on its side. A wee bubble going up and down. The room was deathly quiet. And then I looked in the nursery. And I wanted just to leave so quickly. But I had to just kind of scan round. There was the other dog lying on the sofa. In between all the stuffed toys. And everything else on the floor was full of cars and action men the little kitchen and its wee doors all open and you could see that the dog was leaving play making with pasta they must have been making the wee bolognese for their dinner because they had all their wee vegetables lined up as well it was really quite as if they were gone And all I was left with was this shell of a house. And all this mess. So I went up to their bedroom and I made their wee tiny beds. Put all their wee teddy bears just where they needed them so that they were ready for when they came home. Then I get back to work again. And I sat there thinking, should I be worrying about them? Should I be concerned about what they're doing, who they're with, how they're feeling? Should I phone the nursery? I didn't. Because I I do think that they are safe and secure where they go. The next it was about four o'clock.
house is still quiet. Dogs are not even barking at anybody going past, which is the strangest thing. I even checked to see if the mailman had been. He hadn't. That was that strange. Everything, as if everything just stood still around me. So now it's four o'clock and I'm beginning to think, have I left them too long? Because I know my friend had picked up a wee boy at three and then I got the guilt and the mummy guilt started. But I was the worst mum who put my kids in and didn't pick them up at three o'clock. But I did remind myself I don't stop until after quarter to five because I still had 45 minutes of work to do. Do you ever get that feeling of the mummy guilt that you've done wrong? That I have put my kids, after being over 20 odd weeks with me, away to the nursery? And then I get for thoughts of, am I just being so selfish that I wanted that time for myself? It wasn't time for me. It was time that I have to do the work that I am employed to do. It's all very, very strange. Mummy guilt. How it affects you. So quarter to five came and I logged off very, very quickly. I never usually do that when my work. I just closed it down. Put it away. And I said to myself, I'll see it tomorrow. I jumped in the car. And I took some nice fresh ice cold water for them. And I drove and I drove with happiness that I was going to get meet my two little loves again. I parked the car, did all the all the things that we have to do, phone in, say where I've arrived, put on the face mask because of COVID nineteen. And then wait at the door to present it with my kids. And the wee boy came out. He's staggering. He absolutely staggered out. I, I said to him, Hello. And I go, Hello. And I got a, a half a cuddle. And then my daughter pounds out, Mummy! Which was lovely. So we all got back into the car and we had a, a lovely time in the car. The lunch that they didn't eat, they had a wee car picnic on the way back home. And then when I turned down to look at them, a wee boy was, he was lying back, his wee eyes closed, his mouth open, holding his banana. He was fast asleep. I wasn't that far from home, so I just let him have that wee, wee bit of a sleep. About five minutes down the road, I kind of looked over to see how my daughter was, and there she was, head back, eyes closed, fast asleep. So it was really quite cute to see them sleeping. But then my thoughts were, keep them awake. Because they can't sleep now. It's too early. 
still to get a bath or dinner. Tell me about their day. Because I was selfish, I wanted that little bit more time with them before bed. So we got home, we, we did get my wake, and we chatted with them, asked them who they met, who were their friends. We had a snack, then we had dinner, and then it was time for all the preparation for bed. And they were up the stairs, and they just lay in their beds. And then they came back down again about half past nine, quarter to ten. We're hungry. So it was good old porridge at night time because then it's warm and fills up their tummy. Nice little release of food through the night for them. And given their due, they did go back up to bed after that and they went to sleep. And then this morning, I woke up and there was no one waking us up at two o'clock, one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, which has been for over 20 odd weeks, plus more. I had to go in and both of them were fast asleep and I felt dreadful that I was going to wake up these two beautiful wee lambs who were just lying there fast asleep. So I went downstairs, made breakfast, set it all out and back up and woke them up. Took them a wee while to come round, but they did. And then the day starts again. Breakfast dressed, washed, etc. Lunch boxes in hand and our way into nursery. So it's another day in a strange world of COVID-19 2020, the month is August. It's very, very strange. Even taking them into nursery is different now as well. So you're always used to be able to go in to the nursery room, give them a hug and a kiss goodbye. Can't you're not you don't you're not getting you're getting in but you're very very briefly to be in and out very very quickly. So we note to myself for tomorrow is big hug and kiss in the car park before they go into nursery. Because I need that and I hope they do as well to know that they are loved. I did ask them did they miss me and my wee girl said I missed you mummy. Which melted me and broke my heart as well. But they need to go in to nursery for their education. They love these wee kids. And I do love them. And hopefully one day when they're ever, ever listening to this, they will know that I did everything in my best intentions like every other mum does. So I should say... Bye-bye for now. Ciao, ciao. So thank you for tuning in. If you 
you want to pop over to my blog IVF Before and After or onto my Facebook page and like with IVF Before and After. Take care everyone and have a great day. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to IVF Before and After on iTunes or Stitcher and leave a review. Head over to the Facebook community page IVF Before and After or to the website www.ivfbeforeandafter.com for fantastic free stuff.